the Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Jimmy Shields, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with It's a Hap, Hap, Happy Day. Before we get together for another Fibber and Molly show next week, many of you will be richer by many lovely Christmas gifts. When you have them all unwrapped and you're standing there thinking how nice Santa was to you, ask yourself this question. How many of these presents should be protected with genuine Johnson's wax? Now, to some of you, that might seem a strange thought. Of course, you can't wax a necktie or a handkerchief or a negligee, but you'd be surprised how many things you can protect and preserve with Johnson's wax. Picture frames and parchment lamp shades, for instance. A wax polish will keep them beautiful and easier to clean and dust. Leather goods, new luggage, shoes, fine book covers, handbags should all be given a Johnson Wax beauty treatment. Guns, fishing rods, sleds, even fine briar pipes all benefit in appearance and service when they're wax protected. It's the same Johnson's Wax that has beautified and protected floors for over 50 years that gives greater beauty to tables, chairs, and woodwork. So, before you begin to use these lovely gifts, Protect their beauty with genuine Johnson's wax. convinced Fibber that his back fence quarrels with neighbor Gildersleeve have no place during the Yuletide season. Result? Here shoveling the snow off Gildersleeve's sidewalk in a burst of virtue and perspiration, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Ah, nice work, McGee. Only 20 feet to go. Are you tired, dearie? Oh, phew. Are I tired? <laughs> and look at these blisters. Oh, heavenly days. They are big, aren't they? Big? I ain't had such blisters since I played hooky from the fifth grade. How could you get blisters on your hand playing hooky? Did I say they was on my hand? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go to work. You're almost through now. Okay. <sighs> there. Well, all finished. Whew, am I tired? And a nice job, too, dearie. Yeah, but it ain't right, Molly. Doing all this work for a big heel like Gildersleeve. Well, a heel never gets anywhere without some good soul to lead the way. Wow. Let's go in the house. I'm cold after that. <laughs> hey, Fibber. Huh? Fibber, Molly, I've got something for oh, you. Oh, look, McGee, Mr. Wilcox. Uh-oh. This may be that thing, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Better start taking up the rugs. <laughs> Well, and what have you got for us, Mr. Wilcox? <laughs> a big package. Here, take it, Fibber. Oh, is it from you, Mr. Wilcox? No, I just happened to see your name on it at the post office, so I told the mailman I'd save him a trip. Oh, oh gee, thanks, Harlow. What you been doing at the post office? Oh, I just sent my little nephew a snake for Christmas. Oh. Snake? That's kind of dangerous, ain't it, for a kid? Oh, it couldn't hurt him. It's just a baby snake. How do you know? Well, it's still carrying its little rattle. Oh. <laughs> well, so long, folks. <laughs> 
Reminds me of the time when I was a boy, Molly. Somebody gave me a great Dane for my birthday, but I had to give it away. Why? Cost too much to feed him. Had the house broke before he was. Oh. <laughs> well, come on, let's go in and open up this package. Okay. Who's the package from, Molly? Look, McGee. Huh? It's from your Uncle Sycamore. No. Not old Uncle Sycamore McGee. Right. Why, he wouldn't send anybody anything. That guy's tighter than the middle sardine. But you always said he was a very wealthy man. Sure, he is, but he's such a miser, that's probably a couple pounds of sawdust to refill that rag doll he gave me when I was three years old. Oh, McGee. And I'll bet he foreclosed the mortgage on the saloon to get the sawdust. Well, whatever it is, I don't think we should open it until Christmas. Uncle Sycamore would be offended. Now, wait a minute, Molly. Wait a minute. As the guy says when he's seen the gal in the old-fashioned bathing suit, there must be more here than meets the eye. <laughs> Maybe the old spider has finally got a hunk of Christmas spirit. Yeah, like old Scrooge. Maybe yeah. he's broken down at last. Sure, he's getting pretty well along in years, you know. Maybe he's begun to realize that I'm old enough now to handle large sums of money, and maybe he's... Oh, shucks, I'm dreaming. Well, don't wake up now. Go on and dream. I was just thinking the old skinflint might really send a lot of dough to... Oh, no, no, I'm wrong. Not that old tightwad. How can a man be so stingy? I don't know. They say he's so close-fisted, the only way a fortune teller can read his palm is with an x-ray. Yeah. What'd you say? X-ray? Yes. That's it, Molly. You got it. X-ray. We'll get that package X-ray. That won't hurt Uncle Sycamore's feelings. Wonderful, McGee. Wonderful. Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> oh, it was nothing that any red-blooded American <laughs> boy could... Get your hat, Molly. We're going downtown and get this box X-ray. We'll even take a cab. I'll be right with you. Dear. Oh, I'm a millionaire. If that package you got there is more than a sack of navy beans. <laughs> you ready, Molly? Let's go. <laughs>
use the hub, buddy. The whistle of this X-ray laboratory, second door on the left. Here's your change, Doc. Oh, go. That's all right. Keep it, bud. Gee, thanks. This will come in handy. I was all out of sin sin. <laughs> well, what did you swallow? We ain't swallowed anything, sis. Oh, really? No. Most everybody comes in here swallowed something. Hairpins or coins or tacks. I'm writing a book about it. <laughs> I can't even swallow that. What's the title of your book, dearie? How to Get to the Seat of Your Trouble Without Calling an Usher. Oh. <laughs> I'm author myself, you know, sis. What did you write? The Midget's Britches. <laughs> it was one of them short shorts. <laughs> now, look, miss. We want some X-ray pictures taken of this package. Yeah. I see. If you'll sit down, the technician will see you in a few minutes. Oh, fine. Oh, McGee, you know I'm a little nervous. Me too. What if there is a million dollars in this package? Oh, don't say too much about it, Mom. Oh, good day, my dear. Will you please see if my X-ray plates are ready? Oh, sorry, Mrs. Uppington. They won't be ready until tomorrow. Hey, Molly, look who's here. A big flake off the upper crust. Mm. <laughs> well, for goodness sake. You who, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? Oh, so nice to see you. Oh, and Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppy. <laughs> Did I hear you asking about some x-ray plates, Mrs. Uppington? Uh, yes, yes, they're for my brother Stuyvesant. Uh, Stuyvesant is an operatic baritone, you know. He plays here last winter. Ooh, oh, so... yes. Stuyvesant Uppingtonio. <laughs> we heard him in the Barber of Seville. Remember, McGee? Barber who? Let me think. Barber of Seville. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he the fat guy in the red tights that come out and hollered, Next? <laughs> Please, Mr. McGee. Well, uh, what happened to Stuyvesant, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, it happened last week at the annual banquet of the Union League Club. Ooh. I was there with Stuyvesant, uh -huh. and I noticed he was eating entirely too fast. So I spoke to him about it. Sty, I said, you mustn't eat so fast. Really, I said, you're acting like a pig, Sty. <laughs> Dear, dear. Yes. And just then it... Oh, what a horrible moment. He swallowed a lace doily. Oh. Not stupid, <laughs> My, my. He was hungry, wasn't he? Does he like Chinese food, Uppy? I got an extra laundry bag he can have if you'll take uh, Please. Thing. Mr. McGee, I, I don't consider Stuyvesant's predicament any cause for levity. Oh. Particularly in view of the outrageous newspaper publicity. What the newspapers do, Uppy? Oh, that horrible nickname they gave for Stuyvesant huh? when they saw the x-rays of that lace doily over his heart. What oh. nickname, Mrs. Uppington? Uh, the human valentine. Oh. Isn't, isn't that perfectly disgusting? I, I that is. Oh, well, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Let me hunk at your suppose is in that package, Molly. Here, here, let me heft it a minute. Here it is. Hmm. Weighs about nine pounds. I wonder what weighs nine pounds. I did when I was born. <laughs> oh, there, baby. Here's the film, Jordan. Oh, thank you. Better stop by again tomorrow. Sure will, baby. Oh, well, hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Glad to see you. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. I see you're working for some film company. Yep. They say it's got a great future, too. But I don't know. I still like the old stereopticon. <laughs> you would. Hey! Incidentally, you know who invented the magic lantern? Old Diogenes. When he was looking for an honest man. He knew he couldn't do it without magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the... See, what am I talking about? That wasn't either good. 
Hey. Oh, the way I hear it. One fellow says to tell a fellow, See, says, Have you seen Tom Hope's new picture, The Cat and the Canary? No, says the second fellow. Anyway, that ain't Tom Hope's picture. It's Bob Hope. Oh, says the first fellow. I thought he played the part of the cat. <laughs> well, so long, kids. Merry Christmas. Same to you, old timer. I wonder what would happen if the cat and the canary ever played a double bill with, of mice and men. I'll bet, you, I'll bet the mice is... Woohoo! One side, everybody. Let me see the x-ray man. <laughs> I'm afraid you can't see him right now, Grandma. He's busy. Okay, Shorty. I just wanted my collarbone x-rayed. I think I busted it. Huh? But it don't really matter. I hardly ever wear collars anyway. How'd you bust the collarbone, Grandma? I fell off a boxcar bumming my way back from Atlanta. Woohoo! What a trip! Yeah? I went down there for the preview of Gone with the Wind. Wowie, what a picture! Only thing is, Skippy, I didn't get the big ovation I expected. Ovation? What did you expect? And that Clark Gable never even give me a tumble. The rip. Now, wait a minute. What is this? Why should they have paid any attention to you, Grandma? Shorty? Huh? It was a long time ago when you was only a boy. Yeah? But I was the first girl ever tested for Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> oh, then were the good old days. Say, girly, when the dark is free, give me a ring at the bowling alley. <laughs> Woohoo! One side for the glamour girl. <laughs> Glamour girl, eh? Say, she might have come from a good southern family at McGee. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if hers was one of the first families of Virginia to go barefoot. <laughs> Mr. McGee, the technician will see you now. Oh, thank you, dearie. Bring the package, McGee. Okay. Ooh, careful, Molly. It's kind of dark in here. Yeah. You the x-ray technician, bud? Certainly I am, Waddlebug. Yes, indeed. Oh, Boomer. <laughs> yes, Horatio K. Boomer. Expert on the short wave and the long haul. Say, uh, we want to have this package x-rayed, Mr. Boomer. We think there's money in it. Yeah. Money? Yeah. Why, of course, of course. Yeah. Now, look here, Boomer. I won't stand for this. You... Oh, hello, Fibber and Molly. Excuse me. Oh, don't mind us, Harlow, but ain't you in the wrong office? This is an x-ray, not a fluoroscope. Uh... Well, never mind that. Now, look here, Boomer. You're a jip. Now, there is a very penetrating bit of character analysis. Go on, Mr. Wilcox. Yes. Proceed with the indictment, my long-limbed linoleum lover. Now, <laughs> <laughs> oh, looky here. Look at this fake X-ray photograph of Mrs. Perkins' spinal column. Is that it? You told her this proved she needed a long series of X-ray treatments for a lame back. Well, now, wait a minute, Harlow. Maybe Boomer's right. Oh, yeah? I took this picture to a real X-ray expert. And he said this was a fairly bad photograph of a banana stalk. Heavenly. A banana stalk. Curses. I am undone. Now, you know very well, Boomer, there's nothing wrong with Mrs. Perkins' back that a little rest from floor scrubbing wouldn't cure in a week. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody must have left the script open. <laughs> now, I told Mrs. Perkins, Boomer, to get some Johnson self-polishing glow coat for her linoleum. And she'd never again have a lame back from hours of scrubbing and worrying about scuffed and dull linoleum. I'll say so. 
Why, with glow coat, all she has to do is pour a little on the linoleum, spread it around, and wait for it to dry. No rubbing, no buffing. It's as simple as that. Here, take your picture of the banana stalk. like that, young man. Admire your sincerity. Excitable fellow, though. Well, hurry up and x-ray that package, will you, Mr. Boomer? Ah, yes, the package. Interesting assignment. Though this work presents many a fascinating problem, for instance, I x-ray a man, and all the valuables in his pockets are immediately exposed to my view. Oh. Care to look at some of my trophies? Here's a pair of star sapphire cufflinks. Had to give a patient 50,000 volts to get those. <laughs> Must have been quite a shock to him. Yes, yes. Here's a beautiful wallet. Took it right out from under a fellow's eye. Huh? Here's the wallet. And here's his eye. Oh. Here's a check for short beer. Yes, it's a fascinating... Oh, come on. Hurry up, Boomer. Next ray this package. Control yourself, Peabody. Control yourself. Just wait till I turn on the juice. Ready? Go. Hmm. Seems to be something wrong. Miss, uh, Miss Abernathy! Miss Abernathy! Yes, Mr. Boomer? Huh, seems to be something wrong here with the car. Yes, it was shut off a little while ago. You haven't paid the light bill. Well, well, imagine that. No current. Come on, dearie. Let's go home. Yeah. I'd suggest you try another X-ray expert and more power to him. Folks, Jimmy Shields sings a beautiful old Irish ballad. I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Take it, please. Yeah. 
Well, we certainly wasted a lot of time, McGee. Yeah, listen, Molly, I can't wait till Christmas to open this package from Uncle Sycamore. Let's open it up now. Okay, McGee, I give up. Open oh, it. Okay, nobody here but us chickens. Here she goes. Now, if this, if this box is full of dough, we, we'll, we'll have it to spend for Christmas. Right. And we'll... Oh, for the... Come in. Telegram for Fibber McGee. Sign here. Thanks. Well, that's okay, bud. Keep the change. And a Merry Christmas to you. What's it say, McGee? Listen. Dear nephew, please take my clothes out of box and hang them up. We'll arrive December 24th to spend the holiday. Don't meet me at the station. We'll walk. It's cheaper. Signed, Sycamore McGee. Well, I'll be a... Run upstairs and get a cake of soap and a hairbrush, Molly. I think you're going to have to wash my mouth out and spank me in a few minutes. Well, let yourself go, dearie. I know just how you feel. Why, that stingy old rip. (laughs) Molly, it ain't fair. Doing me out of a million dollars like that. Not after the way I scrimped and saved and denied myself all these years. Ah, shucks, that spoils my whole Christmas. Oh, now, come, come. Cheer up, dearie. It isn't that bad. Go away. Oh. Be quiet. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh. What's on your mind, sis? Hmm? I says, what you want? What you got? That's beside the point. Gee, is it? You'd better be careful in having it, huh? Hadn't what? Hmm? Listen, little girl, I ain't in any mood for small talk today. I just had a great sorrow. Oh. What you want? Well, gee... I've just been going around the neighborhood looking at people's Christmas trees, I bet you. Where's yours? We ain't put it up yet. Oh. What's more, the way I feel now, I don't care if we never have a day. Oh, McGee, now that's no way to talk. Well, anyway, what... Gee, I guess you're an old sourpuss, mister, I bet you. I am not. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. No, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm or am I? Hey, maybe I am at that. Hey, what's the matter with me, anyway? I'd rather tell you sometime after Christmas, mister. Oh, you would, eh? <laughs> hmm? Look, sis, you were absolutely right. I am a sourpuss. Sure. I'm a Scrooge. You come back Monday and take a look at our Christmas tree, and I think I can safely say there'll be something on it for you. Gee, honest? Oh, boy. <laughs> Get a load of that expression, Molly. I'll bet this is the first place she comes on Christmas morning. I oh, know it won't. Huh? This is the 14th place, mister. What? Looky, I got a list, and they've all promised me a present. Gee, aren't people peachy, though? <laughs> Hey, Willie. Yeah? I made my quota. How'd you do over Johnson? Ah, it takes a kid like that to get you in the Christmas spirit. You know, Molly, this really is a great time of the year. Why, sure it is. Yes, sir. I'll almost be glad to have your Uncle Sycamore here. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far. What do we got to kick about? Enough to eat, a good home, nice neighbors? Even Mr. Gildersleeve? Why, sure, Gildersleeve is okay. And when he finds out I shoveled his sidewalk off for him, why, he'll be... 
Oh, I bet that's him now. Look, Molly, let's ask him and his wife over for dinner in Bridge tonight. Let's really get acquainted with them. I'll bet they're real people. That's a good idea, McGee. Yeah. Come in. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. So nice to see you. Hi, Throcky, old man. Merry Christmas. Did you notice I shoveled all the snow off your sidewalk? Yes, I did. And listen here, McGee. Why don't you shovel off your own sidewalk? I'll take care of mine and you take care of yours. Well, I'll be a naughty comment. Why, Mr. Gildersleeve, what do you mean? McGee thought it would be a nice neighborly gesture. Mrs. McGee, the only gesture I want from that man you took for better or worse, and I know which, (laughs) is a gesture of farewell. Oh, yeah? Gildersleeve, you got no more gratitude than a collector of internal revenue. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. McGee... One of these days, I'm going to tangle with you. (laughs) And you'll wind up in a bigger cast than they had in the Wizard of Oz. Gildersleeve, if you ever twitch a lapel toward me, I'll hand a couple of socks on your chin that Santa Claus couldn't fill in eight centuries. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. All right, boys. Break it up. Break it up. Mrs. McGee, if this is word of an animal... Quiet, both of you. Sit down, McGee. Okay. And you, Mr. Gildersleeve, for shame. Well, I... The idea. Here it is nearly Christmas, and my husband went out of his way to... I hope next time he goes so far out of his way, he'll get lost. Listen, Gildersleeve, you can't talk that way to my wife about her husband. (laughs) Now, listen here, I won't have this quarreling in my house. Not with Johnson's wax on the floor. What's that got to do with it? Nothing. But we haven't mentioned it for some time. (laughs) Now, look, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes? Why on earth should you be angry because somebody does your favor? Yeah. McGee saved you a lot of work, just as a friendly act. Yeah. You're ungrateful and unreasonable. But, Mrs. McGee, I wanted to shovel that snow off the sidewalk myself. In the first place, my wife got me a new show snubble for Christmas. doctor told me to do it for the exercise. McGee is deliberately undermining my health. That's what he's doing. Not that I have anything against you. I like you, Mrs. McGee. Merry Christmas to you. and Molly will be back in just a moment. I'd like to say a word in the meantime about your kitchen. If someone asked you where you were going to spend the holidays, many of you could almost truthfully say, in the kitchen. You certainly will spend more time there than you usually do, so why not make it as bright and cheerful as possible? How? Well, Johnson's self-polishing glow coat will help greatly by giving your linoleum floors bright new beauty, bringing out their natural fresh colors and protecting them with a polish that is easy to keep clean. Now, if you don't know how simple it is to use Glow Coat, just try a can tomorrow. There's practically no work at all. No rubbing or buffing. Just apply Glow Coat and let it dry. In 20 minutes, your floors gleam with new beauty. Besides making the floors beautiful and saving you work, Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat will make your linoleum last much longer. Ask your dealer for some tomorrow in the familiar red and yellow can. 
spelled G-L-O hyphen C-O-A-T. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. As I always say, huh? Say, did you get our Christmas tree yet? No, but I'm going to run out right now and bring in the clothes pole. Clothes pole? Yeah, with all the needles I've got today, I can make my own tree. <laughs> Folks, this is our last chance to talk to you before Monday, and so on behalf of S.C. Johnson and Son and all of us on the program, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.